Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Reganard. Today, we have Stacey Glenn, one of our top producing agents with Real Producers. Welcome. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm really excited. We are pumped. So we're going to dive into a lot of good information. But first, who is Stacey? Stacey is an agent with John R. Wood Properties, recently rebranded her team from Team Stacey to Top Agent Team Florida in 2022. Stacey built her real estate business as a single mom with two toddlers, her success was born uh, from per perseverance and necessity. In 2022, huge numbers, Stacy's team closed 53 million and nearly 20 million of which Stacy closed herself. Huge kudos there. Uh, Stacy and her family live on five acres in Alva. Her and her husband, Nathan, have been married for five years. No, make that six. Six, because March, right? Yes. So now six. All right. Just hit another one. Hang uh, on, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh -oh. 2000, yeah, six. Six. Yes. All right, okay. we've got to make sure other okay. Nathan's going to come on here. <laughs> uh, and they have a blended family of three children. So, uh, Stacy, we are honored to have you on the podcast, and uh, we're excited to uh, talk a little bit more about your team, talk about the, obviously, uh, ins and outs about real estate and everything in between. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Stacy, who are you before real estate? Tell me a little bit about leading up to you saying, I'm going to get in real estate, I'm a single mom, and I got two toddlers. How am I going to do this? I didn't get into real estate when I was a single mom. I was married and I was on bed rest. I had a 17-month-old and I was nine months pregnant. And my ex-husband, who I was married to at the time, said he wanted to flip real estate. So me, I'm the brains of the operation. You know, I'm going to figure everything out. So mm -hmm. I decided, let me get my real estate license. So New Year's Eve. Nine months pregnant. Yes. Guys. Yeah, I was on bed rest. <laughs> I gained Perfect. 65 pounds. Like, I didn't have anything else to do. So, like, doo -doo -doo -doo. yeah. So I got online. I started taking the class online and uh, got it scheduled as soon as I possibly could. Drove myself there. Had uh, Still hadn't had this baby yet, right? No, no, no. On, my, right. on the day my son was born, I drove myself to take the test. And I was on question 66 out of 100, and I went into labor. But I knew because I just had a baby 17 months prior that I had some time, you know. Stop it. No. Yeah, seriously. So I, I knew and I knew if I didn't finish it right then and there, I would never go back. I would never right. finish it. I'd forget everything. And so and the math was at the end. So that was the easy part. So I finished it. I passed because I tell you that. <laughs> and I drove myself to Chick-fil-A. I got a fried chicken sandwich, a waffle fry and a Diet Coke because I knew <laughs> that they weren't going to feed me when I got to the no, hospital. No. And, and if they did, it was going to be the worst food. Right. And then I had my son that day. So, so <clears throat> real estate, taking the exam, having a baby, and Chick-fil-A all on the same day. Yeah. I didn't get my license for me. And I didn't right. get my license with the vision that I wanted to be this real estate agent that was going to be helping people buy and sell or anything like that. I did mm -hmm. it to help my ex-husband. But then um, two years later, I found myself as a single mom. I had a two and a three-year-old and I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Do I mm -hmm. go back and work at a office job and put my kids in daycare and do right. the nine to five thing? Or am I going to use this license? And thank God I had the support of my parents mm -hmm. who helped me for that six month period of time between when I decided to do it full time and when mm -hmm. I made my first commission check. Mm -hmm. And then the rest. So it takes history. six months just for all the listeners out there that think they're going to get into real estate and make money like the next day takes a little bit of time and six months is actually sooner than a lot of people make money right? right I mean it takes sometimes a year or more right and you have this whole roller coaster because you'll get like three or four deals in escrow and you're like oh my gosh and you're doing it all and you're not prospecting and then you have this 40 days of just 
desert, right? Lol. Without anything happening. So it is very easy to get your license, but it's very difficult to actually make a living doing mm. it. You've got to prepare for it that way. And, but, you know, I read this book that was just fundamental. It was um, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And there's I've like not the read it. I've heard so many good things about it, though. Get the audiobook, then you don't yeah. have to read it, right? You just listen I'm, to I, it. I never read, but doing the 75 Hard, I've been reading a lot and I love it. I actually have been enjoying very little about I'm not like a sit for a couple hours or anything, read, but I like the little bit of time. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm more engaged. I'm so distracted with everything else. The audiobooks are sometimes tough because I'm like, Man, I listened to that, but did I actually comprehend that? Right. You know, yeah, so. there's something tangible about having yeah. that book that you can dog ear. But um, I did that and I started getting myself up at four o'clock in the morning and getting dressed and doing my hair and my makeup and putting on a dress and just being prepared for when that opportunity was going to come, even though I had no clients at all. And then eventually it happened, mm -hmm. you know? So. I think real estate, I don't think people find real estate, I think real estate finds people. There's so many top producing agents like yourself that I get to know and interview through real producers that they always say, well, I just kind of got my license and like I started helping people mm -hmm. and it really spawned from there. But right. they, the key word is they were helping people and they weren't chasing the checks, right? They weren't whatever, whatever the, the reasoning commission is. Commission breath. Yeah. Commission breath is huge. Right. And so at the end of the day, it's helping people and it, and it, you know, it kind of found you. So right. that's so cool. Um, so what year was that? My first transaction was in 2015 awesome. and I got licensed in 13. So it took two years before I actually did a sale, but I mm -hmm. didn't start trying until the beginning of 15. I just had a baby and right. I went through a divorce and mm -hmm. you know, so a uh, life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> wow. That's remarkable. I, uh, I knew the story, but I didn't know that you had the baby while taking your exam and finished it and everything like that. So I just want to say that's that's amazing. It and makes me proud because it makes my dad proud to tell the story. Yeah. That's like my driver in life is making my dad proud. You know that. what I mean? That's so amazing. But uh, let me tell you one story. I used to do Zillow. Mm -hmm. And because uh, in 2015, it was a totally, <laughs> <laughs> totally different market. You know, it was a buyer market. And so I, I doubled down and I really was trying to accelerate my business. And I put a lot of money into Zillow advertising. I was driving a minivan, mm -hmm. which don't ever, I, I had the minivan with my name and my phone number on the back, mm -hmm. which is cringy to think about now, but I did. Right. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, uh, I would get a Zillow lead and I would pull my car, my van over. I remember one day it was raining. And I was trying to talk to a Zillow buyer and I was writing on a little scrap piece of paper with a ballpoint pen on the windshield and the, the pen wouldn't work and it was raining and my two kids were in the back seat. They took off their like seat belts. I'd pulled over and they're like, ah, yelling and hitting on the, the glass. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing with my life? <laughs> that was probably like, was that one of those aha moments? You're like, <sighs> like you just kind of need to decompress and you're like, is this reality? Yeah. Is this actually happening to yeah. me right now? That was like the breakthrough <laughs> before everything started happening for me. That's insane. Almost gave up. Well, <clears throat> I mean, is the minivan still alive? Like, it's still still kicking? Come on. I don't know. I went from minivan to the Cadillac to the Buick, and now I got the Mercedes. So Ooh. I have arrived. You've, you've made it, right? Yes. If you've, you've hit that level. Yeah. That's funny. Well, um, the next is the the typical, you know, Range Rover. Like, all realtors drive the Range Rovers, right? Mm. That's, that's I, mean, I don't that's know. The, that's the, the next level. Cl cliche thing. Maybe so. next year. All right. So tell me. You, you have to understand from a, from a listener standpoint that Stacy went from no sales, lulls, not like not farming correctly, everything like that, that 
most agents endure and experience in seven years, really now having a team underneath her and they're doing 50 million, her consecutively doing over 20 million um, year after year after year or and or more. Um, but now the team doing 50, that's incredible. So how did you go about and, and when did you make that transition? First of all, from the infrastructure as a single agent and then into that team aspect. Um, I didn't form a team intentionally, really. It fell into it because um, one of my mentors, I formed a partnership with her, and then we brought another guy in, and the three of us were handling all of these Zillow leads and doing everything together out of necessity because my mother was very sick, and she spent a lot of time in the hospital. And I wanted to be able to leave Florida and go visit my mom in the hospital and not leave all of my clients high and dry. So... I said, you know, I'd like to be able to have a team that's integrated and you do this part you're specialized in and I'll do this part. And then that way we can best serve our clients and we'll share the money. Perfect. You, do you enjoy being a team lead? I do enjoy it. It's, it's hard. It's difficult. Some days I wonder if you know, if all of the work that I put into it is worth it, and those are hard days, but it is worth it because it's not about me. It's not be for me to be a team leader. It's about other women, other agents who have come to me and asked to be on my team because they're trying to elevate their business and whatever it is. And, you know, there were women that were there for me and mm -hmm. helped me and helped me to realize my worth and to find my voice and to have courage. And mm -hmm. I, if I can do that in any way at all, mm -hmm. or just be a pathway for them to find it another way, that's, yeah. that's what it, that's about. And so as long as people still see the value in being with me, I'll be a team leader. Um, you know, I've got to provide more value to them than money than I take. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing for your clients. For sure. The reason I ask is <clears throat> a lot of people think, oh, I want to build this big team. They get into it. And it's a lot different than what their expectations were. It's like I have to work three full time jobs, really, because I'm a real estate agent mm -hmm. for my clients. And then I'm also a team leader. So all of that work and the preparation that goes into it. Right. And then just, you know, being a mom and a wife and everything like that. Yeah. So it's difficult. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, for anyone that thinks real estate's easy, you can ask all the top agents, all 500, and every single one of them is going to say, I don't ever stop working, and it's extremely hard. It's very difficult. So if you're getting into real estate and you think it's going to be a cakewalk, like, you got a huge rude awakening for you. Yes. Speaking of people getting into real estate, and then they're, <clears throat> they're like, oh, it's a hot market. It's a cold market, whatever, right? Um, you've endured um, some, uh, some ups and downs, obviously, within your within your career so far. And we are in a situation around the corner. There's going to be a lot of things that's changing from a political standpoint um, that could even affect, you know, Florida specifically, different things like that. There's a lot of unknowns in the horizon, right? Right. What are the staples that Stacey Glenn and her team will continuously do that will prove that no matter the situation on the other side or no matter the economic this, what do you need to do? from a, a realtor standpoint, and what do you instruct your team to do to constantly do to make sure that you guys are performing? You're always focusing on what your client's goal is and you're always doing 100%. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? And Ooh. so in the market- Say that again. <laughs> like, the that's way a, you do one thing 
is the way you do everything. So last year, I, I, I mean, I couldn't keep a listing on the market. Right. Like it was ridiculous. It, I mean, three days on the market only because you didn't want to just take the first offer that came along. You had to give it some time, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise it'd be zero days on market. And it would, it was very tempting during that time to just take some photos and throw it up on the MLS. Like why go through the whole process of the 15 to 20 hours of, you know, the routine of going in and doing the redesign, making sure that the house looks perfect, making sure we have the right professional photos, having all, you know, everything perfect. Why do that when you could just slap it back up on the MLS and sell it, right? Well, it's important to do it. Mm-hmm. Because every client deserves the best. Right. And so I think that, you know, in this market where we're in, you know, you've you've always got to put your client's best interest first and give them a hundred percent. Yeah. No matter what. So you said before you sell within a day. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. Mm-hmm. How do you stay up with current market trends? Um, probably the only news that I read is real estate news. If something's happening in the world, non real estate related, I rely on my husband to tell me about (laughs) it because I'm not going to know. Like I read Inman, Florida realtors. I'm in coaching with Tom Ferry organization. I've been doing that since 2015. And so I'm always getting information on, you know, what's going on. And I'm an economics major in college. So I'm kind of an economics nerd. So I read a lot of the, you know, the economics news of what's Mm -hmm, going on. mm -hmm. How critical is coaching? It's a game changer. Most people, most agents need coaching for accountability. I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I've got the accountability down pat. It's not a problem. It's for having someone who I can actually bounce ideas off of and know if I'm crazy or not. And someone who can help me to stay even keeled because I can push myself way, way, way too hard and then be totally wiped out. So someone to pace me. I think coaching is the easiest, the easiest way to understand what coaching is, is if you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner, however you want to look at it, right? There's no one else above you. There's no one else to help. There's no one else to turn to. There's no one else to lead for, you know, ask for guidance, right? And the same thing, it also not only is someone to lean on, you're not going to school anymore, right? We learned in school, we learned in whatever, right? Um, this is your time to learn again, right? To further your, your craft. Right, so. right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Especially in times that are crazy with like the last three years, it would be easy during the pandemic and everything for a lot of agents to just crawl under a rock. But to have that coaching during that time was critical because mm-hmm. it was just one, put one foot in front of the other. Keep yeah. going. There's, there's two groups, there's two camps right now um, with this market changing and evolving, right? There's people that are going to go under the rock and they're going to try to wait it out and they're going to cut all the costs and they're going to stop the Zillows and they're going to stop everything. They're going to fire their team and they're going to be like, I got to withstand the winter. Okay. Or there's the people that are going to double down and take advantage of market share. Which camp are you in? Well, I'm definitely always the double down camp, but you've got to be smart about your costs too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all about the free market and, you know, tough times are times where it's good to evaluate what's working and what's not working and to pivot and shift. But I'm never worried about running out of income or opportunity or anything like that, because no matter what happens, there is always opportunity in this world, whether it's in real estate or not, you just Mm -hmm. have to be willing to take risk and pivot Mm -hmm. and and dig deep and actually work. Right. (laughs) I think people forget that they think it's just going to come to them, especially over the last couple of years when it did come to them. Right. I mean, 
if anyone had age, if anyone was anyone was licensed, they were selling houses, right? Right. So, so it's important to keep those lists like over the last year of who are the buyers that you worked with that were like, man, I, I got to tap out. The prices are too high. This isn't making sense for me. I don't want to do this. Call mm -hmm. me when the market changes. Right. Keep those people's phone number because the market is changing. And then you pivot to, okay, let me find you the absolute best deal in this market right now for someone who needs to sell their property. Makes sense. With that being said, you said you always double down. I know you've really dove into uh, social media. Shout out to Alex. Yes. Um, and Alex runs our social media, obviously helps you guys out as well. Um, let's talk about that. What, what was that first decision making? Why did you make that decision? I need to be more involved on social media. Because I was told I was supposed to be right by my coach. Okay. Um, but I've tried, I mean, but you have to believe it, right? Even though we're told something, you have to believe it. It's, it's like right. sell, selling something that you don't believe in. It's very difficult, right? Right. Right. I mean, and you know that it's true because real estate is a trust game and someone has got to trust you in order to work with you. And the people who know you and like you and trust you are your friends to begin with, right? So um, just being a real estate agent for a certain period of time, you know you're going to get in transactions and people are going to come to work with you because they know you, right? So right. you have to be, you have to continue to put it out there that you're in real estate. You don't want to be a secret agent. But it, you don't want it to be in people's faces either because that's not all I am. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have a veneer. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, m social media makes a better billboard than a diary, right? For sure. For so sure. you have to put out the message that you want to put out there. Um, I think that I've tried everything. I tried, you know, doing what somebody over here did. I tried doing the automated things. They're just fake. They're not authentic. I'd rather have a deep relationship with 10 people than a shallow relationship with 10,000 people. So the thing with me is I wanted to create my own content, but I would get into analysis paralysis. And uh, the beautiful thing about working with a manager like Alex, who is phenomenal, is mm -hmm. the best thing ever. <laughs> so thank yeah. you is that I create the content and that I just give it to him and he publishes it. I don't have to sit there and, and go through it and mm -hmm. waste time with that. And so I can do it on the fly and that's been a game changer for me. So I think what people, when they look at it, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so much time, it's so much effort. And what you're saying right there is that you find the right people and get the right people on your side um, and, and part of your team, however you wanna look at it then you're just producing the actual raw content and every, everything else we handle on the back end. And you have to produce the content. No one else exactly. except you can produce the content, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. And it's not cheap, you know? You're not going to find anything no. good in this world that's cheap. No. Right? You get what you pay for. Amen but, to that. Uh, either you hire a full-time mm -hmm. social media manager that's on your team, or you outsource it, or you go to someone who specializes in it. I mean, mm -hmm. if someone's going to sell their house, they're going to come to me because I specialize in selling homes, and it's right. not cheap, but I'm going to give them professional advice, and I'm going to take it to the next level, and that's what I want in return from every expert that I work with. And it's the same with, with social media. If you post the, the market update every week, right? That was super cheap, super easy, right? My guess is you're going to have pretty much no return, right? Not make money off it. You could, same thing with real estate. They could take pictures of the iPhone and try to sell it or whatever, right? Make a deal, but they're probably not going to get a top dollar. They're going to get way less and undervalued from their home. 
But if they pay for a licensed professional like yourself, same thing with the social media. So you get what you put in, right? Yeah. You get out what you put in. And you get an outside perspective. Like if you have a for sale by owner, mm -hmm. their home is their world. And that's <laughs> all they know. And they think it's amazing. And mm -hmm. it's just like you walk in there and like, I can't wait to get out of here. This guy, this person's like crazy, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So if you're creating your own content and you're publishing it, you're publishing what you find interesting. And right. the most successful videos that I put out, the, the things that actually educate or entertain people are things that I didn't even think that anyone would be interested in. I'm like, seriously? Okay. So you just got to like put the authentic, raw, real content out there. And then people will determine whether there's any value in it or not. And she said, if you guys didn't hear that, educate and... Entertain. Entertain. That doesn't mean that every single time you get on there, you have to talk about real estate. You have to have a... You got to be a real person, right? People want to do business with people. They don't want to just do it with a robot, right? AI already exists. Like that can that can answer all your questions, right? They want to see who you are too. So, you know, from a from a two people that are do a lot of social media, and I want to do even more, right? Um, is be authentic, be real, right? Because there's a tribe out there. Mm -hmm. There are people that will listen to your stuff, and there are people that won't. And I have to say, I'm flattered that you're asking me these questions, but by no means do I feel like I'm an expert at all right i'd feel like i'm not doing it right so i think there's we always feel like that i get that from a lot of other agents that look at my social media and they're like how do you do that like you know break it down for me i'm like i don't feel like i'm doing it right maybe you should go ask somebody else right but that's the thing i as much as i would love to ryan pieta or an alex ramosi or whoever we want right that really is quote unquote expert they're at such a different level like you and i we went from nothing in a sense, like posting to now we're posting and people might look and say, oh, you guys do a lot online, whatever. I want to know and, and people want to know that level, that's jump, right? And it, it doesn't take that much, did it? Like it's more just an internal belief, it's right? In your head, just right. get in, get in front of the camera and right. start talking. Right? Yeah, you spend five hours making this perfect video, and you get like two views, and you're like, uh, and then you shoot something off the cuff and don't even watch it, and now there's like two thousand views. Right. You're like what? What? And it's not about the views. No. It's just about connecting with people. You know, mm -hmm. that's what it's about. I'm going to say one last thing on that perfect versus authentic. Five years ago, we all spent tons and tons and tons of money from a business standpoint. Everyone was spending tons and tons of money to make everything perfect. It mm -hmm. was commercial grade, right? Mm -hmm. Now, commercial grade is clicked through quicker. It's, it's automatically, in a sense, deterrent to our mind, right? Psychologically. They want to almost see you kind of screw up. They want to see that imperfections. They don't want it to be, you know, 10,000 K, whatever it is, right? The, the craziest, newest stuff. They right. want good stuff and good content. What you put out is better than how you put out. Now, and I'm not That's saying true. you should do 240 and like, you know, you know, upgrade your phone or whatever, you know, but like put out good content and just be authentic. I think there's a time and a place for everything too. And you've sure. got to know who you're, who you're, client is but I went through a phase when I was trying to really brand myself as a professional that uh, I was doing the in-studio green screen weekly web series okay and green screen yeah, yeah that's that's taking the next yeah, level yeah with a professional filming crew and I did that for a year and people still are like hey you know I uh, you know we can recycle that and everything oh, it has sure. its time and place but you have to evolve and that's where having a social media manager is so helpful because those are the people they go to the conferences they learn what the new trends are they mm -hmm. tell you what to do and you don't have to worry about being an expert in that amen to that so obviously you have coaching but like who are your mentors my mentors have been a couple women who have poured into me in the beginning of my career. Um, my first broker was Kathy Reed. 
and she believed in me. And then the big one was Caroline Boland, which a lot of agents listening right now, they know who Caroline Boland is because she's an instructor at Larson Mm -hmm. Real Estate School. And she, when she stumbled across me, I had no voice. It was like I was whispering when I was talking. I was so timid because Mm -hmm. I was so beaten down in my self-esteem from my previous life. Mm -hmm. And by the time that we were done working together and I had moved on to a, a big brokerage, I had a voice. And she believed in me. She taught me that I could wing it, that I didn't have to over prepare for every moment of my life. You a little OCD. <laughs> no, you know what? I am. I'll admit it. I'm like, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Well, hmm, maybe. But she she believed in me, and um, and that was a game changer for me. And she introduced me to Natalie Monfiston who is a realtor, a loan originator, a area manager for a Fortune 500, and now she's getting her general contractor's license. So I say when I grow up, I want to be Natalie. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's a few huge accomplishments, yes. to say the least. So, Stacy, <clears throat> I just want to say thank you so much. We are out of time, and I just appreciate you coming on here and really spreading the word, um, You know, having a voice, as we talked about. Um, this is obviously a new thing for you too, right? Like these podcasts, um, and, uh, you know, you, you provide a lot of insight for people that are either looking to get into real estate, looking to get into social media, different things like that. So I just want to thank you for coming on here. Yeah. Thank you. My very first podcast I've ever been on. It was such an honor. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad. Um, and, uh, we, we are obviously thankful for you. So as always, RP experience is extremely thrilled to have you on here. We're here at VentureX in the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. See you guys. Bye.